The Stranger Things Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13, Fan Expo Dallas 2018 Review. Hello and welcome to The Stranger Things Podcast, a fan podcast dedicated to the Netflix original series, Stranger Things. I'm Daryl. And I'm Addie. Hi, Addie. Hi. How are you? Good. Welcome back. Oh. I missed you last time. Live with me. I know, but the last episode, I just did like a really quick intro to the panel and it was kind of sad you weren't there. Oh. But it's good to have you back. That's nice. (laughs) Wow. Are you just going to give me like two word answers or one word answers the rest of the recording? (laughs) Please don't. So if you couldn't tell from the uh, intro title of the uh, podcast today, we're talking about Fan Expo, and uh, hopefully you're aware that we were just there last weekend now. It's been a full weekend since we were there, and we shared with you the panel, the Stranger Things panel that had Caleb McLaughlin. Is it McLaughlin or McLaughlin? I've heard it both ways. I don't know. I've heard it both ways, too. Yeah. I always say McLaughlin. Anyway, he was there, Sadie Sink was there, and Gaten Matarazzo was there. So we shared that audio with you earlier in the week. Hopefully, you've had a chance to check that out. And Addie and I will be talking about that in today's episode and a few other things on the agenda. Why did you sigh heavily? Stranger dangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great you, you did that. I was wondering how I was going to work that in. So if you don't know Stranger Dangers... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should go back and listen to that episode. It was the very end of the episode. If you don't want to listen to the whole panel, which if you don't want to listen to the whole panel, what, what what's wrong with you? <laughs> you should listen to it. But if you want to know what Stranger Dangers is, yeah, just listen to the last um, five minutes of the maybe 10. I don't know how long he was at the mic. More than longer than most people. And, yeah. Yeah. Longer than any of us would have liked. But yeah. But two seconds is too long. Yeah, it was it was awkward and interesting. It made a memory. It made a memory, Addison. It was so annoying, but yeah. now it was just kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, so here's what we're going to be talking about today. We're, we're talking about the whole Fan Expo Dallas experience. Um, we're going to talk about... Uh, how this compared to events that I've gone to in years past. Uh, we're going to talk about the whole con is and uh, kind of under the main question is Fan Expo Dallas a con worth traveling to? And then we're going to talk about our experiences on Saturday and Sunday. Would we go again? And of course, uh, we'll talk about our photo op that we had done with the cast and we'll talk about the panel as well. So, Addison, let's get it kicked off. I I want to just throw a disclaimer out there uh, to start things off today, just to be fair and transparent, and that is that we were granted press credentials for Fan Expo Dallas 2018. So what does that mean? It means that we didn't have to pay to get in. We got free access for all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and that's really all that it means. We could have requested access to any of these special ticket 
items. For example, there was a Back to the Future event on Friday night that was an additional ticket, and we could have asked for access to that and potentially have been granted complimentary access to that. But because we weren't even getting to Dallas that soon, we didn't even request that. So um, it did not get us behind the scenes. It did not get us special access to any of the celebrities. It didn't even get us uh, special access in line to attend a panel. We had to get into the general admission line, just like general admission ticket holders. So it just gave us, you know, a free ticket into the door, which is we're very, very grateful for. But um, anyway, we want to make sure that we're being transparent with that. But the opinions and everything that we're talking about for our perspectives is just that. It's our opinion and our perspectives. And But anyway, we should probably just throw that disclaimer out there. Okay, got that over with. Adding, um, you've not been to Fan Expo Dallas before, I don't believe. We, we went... What was that one Dallas thing we went to? In the uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. We went five years ago to something that was over in Irving at the Irving Convention Center. And it might be put on by the same group. Um, I thought it was the same thing. I was talking to another guy. You were there. It was the guy we ran into on the sidewalk. He said that's a different event than Fan Expo Dallas. So I don't know what that was. I know that I went to Fan Expo Dallas two years ago when Peter Capaldi was there. They had a whole Doctor Who thing. They had Peter Capaldi, Jenna Coleman, um, Arthur Darville were there. Did they have the, the girl from Jumanji there? She was not there. Amy Acker was there, and I was doing the PO Person of Interest uh, podcast at the time, and so she was one reason I went there as well. So that was a good weekend. Um, so that was really the only other experience I had had with Fan Expo Dallas. So this this uh, this this event was much better. Not much better because it was a good event last time, but this event was was very good in my opinion. We'll we'll talk about that more as we go along. Let's start by kind of with the question, Eddie. Is Fan Expo Dallas a con worth traveling to? And I wanted to ask this question because you have been to that one in Fort Worth that we can't remember what it was called, or Irving, technically. It's at the Irving Convention Center. You've been to San Diego Comic Con, and now you've been to this one. Are those the only ones you've been to? I think so. You haven't been to Dragon Con in Atlanta. Mm-mm. That was your brother. I know he went, but you haven't been at all. Okay. No, I haven't gone. I've been to Dragon Con twice, San Diego Comic Con, I think five times, maybe four, Fan Expo Dallas twice now, the Irving one once, and I've also been to Emerald City up in Seattle one time, and Geekonomicon here in Oklahoma City, I've been to that one time. And I think that is all. So I've been to quite a few around the country, and some of them are, you know, regional events that if you live in, let's say Seattle, for example, although that was a very good con, I, I would have said that that's, that's a regional event, a con for, for that region, whereas San Diego or New York Comic Con or even the Dragon Con, those are cons that people from all over will come to, particularly San Diego and New York. Those are the two biggest cons in the U.S., and people will fly from all over the world to attend those. So is the question is, is Dallas or Fan Expo Dallas a con worth coming to if you live outside of the region? And for me, the best way to answer that question is to look at who's going to be there. Yeah. Is that? Do you look at it the same way? Yeah, because... Like, if you really like something and it's not going to be there, but you like something else and it is going to be there, well, depending on how much you like that thing, 
and like who it is there's a difference between like the actors being there and the directors or you know just like different people are like the main people or like some of the side characters you know Mm -hmm. it probably doesn't make sense no it does most of the things they say don't make sense um (laughs) if you know what's gonna be there and you're still like yeah i want to go then yeah it's worth it and like what we did we did the photo op and the um the panel (laughs) if we didn't do those two things then I mean, if we didn't do the photo op, I mean, it would have been fun going to the panel, but the photo op definitely made it worth it. I have the picture sitting right in front of me, too. Yeah, I brought it in here. I thought you'd like to have that to to uh, look at while we're doing this. So let's take a look at the celebrities that were there this year at Fan Expo 2018. So as you're listening, you can kind of think in your mind, oh, this is a, a, an event I would that's worth going to for me. Or, no, I don't think that's an event for me. So um, so we're gonna, just going to take these. These are organized on their website, a row, four per row. So we'll just take these a row at a time. Uh, ben Affleck, of course, the current Batman, a lot of other stuff too. But uh, Jason Momoa, the current Aquaman in Justice League. Jeff Gold, Goldblum, they were billing him from Jurassic Park. But come on, it's Jeff Goldblum. He's an icon. And also, that is. Oh, I've got a. You don't. You don't like Jurassic Park, though. That, that's no, I, I don't. Yeah. Um, and you've never seen The Fly. Who? The Fly. It was. Uh, gosh, what? What year? Nineteen eighty something. Did that come out? It was anyway. Good stuff. Uh, and Chuck Norris. Uh, who? You don't know who Chuck Norris is? No, I've heard of him. I just uh, okay. don't know what he is. And you know Walker, Texas Ranger, so uh, making an appearance there at Fan Expo Dallas. Okay, second row. Um, Tom Cavanaugh from The Flash, Gaten Matarazzo from what show was he from? I don't remember. I think it's like <laughs> Stranger Things or something. I don't know. Something like that. And then Caleb McLaughlin, also from Stranger Things, and Sadie Zink, also from Stranger Things. <laughs> and then we had Val Kilmer from Batman. And then you're gonna see a, you're gonna see several patterns throughout here. Here's the first pattern: Carrie Elwes, The Princess Bride; Wallace Shawn, The Princess Bride. And Chris Sarandon, The Princess Bride. I guess I should say that Stranger Things was probably the first pattern, but uh, anyway. Yeah. I don't know how to say this one. It's like Kira Delea uh, from 2001 Space Odyssey, Tom Wilson from Back to the Future, uh, Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future, Amy Jo Johnson, um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Is it she the pink one? <laughs> she is. They kept calling her name with Eddie and are like, Who's Amy Joe? We had to look her up. I'm like, oh, Power Rangers. Yeah, neither one of us were into that. Yeah. Um, Gary Lockwood, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Wait, I want to. I want to do this row. You want to do this row? Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. Uh, oh, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary Lockwood from 2001: Space Odyssey. Austin Emilio. Is that right? I think so. Austin Emilio, The Walking Dead. Richard Dean Anderson, um, Stargate SG One, and Mc. MacGyver. 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 And then this is why I did two rows in a row. Um, Eliza Taylor from The 100. I love that show. <laughs> yep. Then we had Tom Payne from The Walking Dead. Greg Sulkin from Runaways. He's also in Wiz- uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. No one cares. <laughs> Charlie Cox from Daredevil. And this is a little bit wrong. Marina Baccarin. They've got her from Firefly and Deadpool. Okay. She's also currently on Gotham, but whatever. Fan Expo Dallas. No one cares. I'm going to take the next row. 
<laughs> it's my turn to take the second row. Amy Acker from The Gifted, also, as I mentioned, formerly a person of interest. Anthony Daniels plays C-3PO in Star Wars. Billy Dee Williams from Star Wars. And Ben McKenzie from Gotham. Jonas Sotomo from Star Wars. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> So annoying. Felicia Day, the guild. Yeah. And then they had a few others that originally were there and then they ended up canceling. And that's Leah Thompson from Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future, Karen Gillan from either Doctor Who or the Marvel Universe. Um, Isn't she in Jumanji too? Uh, yeah, she's also in that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sonequa Martin-Green. Um, she is from Star Trek, if I remember right, and Famke Jansen, and I don't know what she's from. All these, they didn't put, the, they replaced the movie or show they're from with the word canceled, so I'm not sure, I'm not familiar with her. So, as you can see, a couple of the Back to the Future folks ended up canceling. It only left us with Christopher Lloyd and Tom Wilson, which is kind of too bad because they had really billed this as a big Back to the Future weekend. Originally, they had the four of the primary actors. Two of them ended up canceling kind of at the last minute. I didn't even know Leah had canceled, actually. Yeah. Michael canceled like five days before, before the event. So that's uh, I don't know why they canceled. Yeah, I, don't, I never heard um, about Michael. You know, some people speculated it might have been his health, but that's just pure speculation. I never heard one way or the other why he canceled. But, you know, there's some big, big time actors. In fact, when Michael canceled, they simultaneously announced, well, they didn't like five hours later when he canceled, they said, you know, I know this is disappointing, but we have another big guest that we've lined up. And about five or six hours later, they announced who that was. And that was Ben Affleck, the current Batman. So that, and that is a big, you know, a big time uh, person to get in there. He's an a multi um, Academy Award winner. I mean, he's he's a big time. So, and that also provided the team up, up opportunities for uh, Batman and Aquaman. And I know a lot of fans were really excited about that. So, in considering is this an event we're traveling to? Well, that's the type of star power you're going to get at this event, and that's better than some. I know there was an event in Chicago this same weekend, and to me, there was no comparison. Which one would I rather go to? It was it, Fan Expo Dallas was by far the better choice for, in my opinion. And of course, all of these are subjective. So, but anyway, that's the uh, celebrity lineup that we had. A lot of great artists, too, voiceover artists. There was an anime presence there. So, a lot of things for a lot of different genres. Okay, Addy, I want to get your opinion on this. Let's talk about how well the event was organized. And in this section, we're going to talk about line management, room management, the interaction with the staff, even uh, hotels and and uh, the food. You know, all those things are important to the con experience. So let's start with line management. What was your opinion on the line management? Way better than San Diego for sure. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we were in line for the photo op, there was the one girl who was yelling, if you're in line for blah, 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 raise your hand. We need to make sure you're in line. So um, that kind of goes with staff too. But yeah, they, they were actually, you know, like on top of it, doing what they're supposed to do and not just, you know, like random lines everywhere. Like people actually got into what they were wanting to get into. Yeah, it was easy to find 
what line to get into. And, and, you know, this is obviously a much smaller event than San Diego Comic Con, which is what you're comparing it to, I'm sure. But it was still, um, very, very easy to get in line. And, um, the lines went quickly. All the lines went quickly. Yeah. Especially that photo up. It was like, boom, 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 done. Yeah. There were, I would estimate about 700 people in line for the photo op that we did, which was all three, Gaten and Lucas and Sadie. And we were right in the middle. We were at the very end of line four. So that would have made us at about the four. And I'm estimating, I may be a poor estimator, who knows. But yeah, it didn't look like 700. Yeah, I was estimating 100 people per line. And they were there were seven lines. That's where I came up with that number. How did you get 100 people per line? I just pulled it out of my rear. <laughs> so anyway, it went pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, I thought line management went really well. Uh, they communicated to us when the line was about to move. So everybody would stand up because, you know, you're, while you're waiting in line, a lot of times you sit. <laughs> and uh, so they, and they would squeeze the line, you know, to, to make sure there was room for the, as the line would get bigger. And so it wasn't taking up any more room than necessary. They did a good job. I thought managing the lines. I'm, yeah. I think we agree on that. Okay. Um, whenever we were in line for the Back to the Future one, there was a girl holding a sign that said, like, the end of the line is here. Mm-hmm. And whenever more people, she would just, like, back up. And, yeah, that's a good process, I guess. Yeah, and San Diego does that, too, to be fair. San Diego has their person at the end of the line to let you know that you've found it. And so that's always very, very helpful. The only thing I really remember about San Diego is the Stranger Things room and waiting in line for hours and not getting into hall h yeah because of cheaters well i mean either way we weren't gonna get in uh without the cheaters i think we would have no because like depending on how many wristband holders like they would have gotten in first and then nobody left the room after and there was still like yeah a hundred people in front of us i guess you might be right we might have just missed out i know it was gonna be close (laughs) We were like the first yeah, person. Yeah, <laughs> that would have sucked. It would have sucked either way. Okay, let's talk about room management. There's not really a whole lot here. I think that to think about, when when you're thinking about, again, this is all under the umbrella of, is Fan Expo Dallas a con worth traveling to? One of the things I really like about, say, Dragon Con, for example, is when a panel is over, they clear the room. To my knowledge, there's no exception. In other words, if you have accessibility issues or or things to be considered with with accessibility, I think you're still required to leave the room. I could be wrong about that. Um, If you have a VIP badge, well, to my knowledge, again, to my knowledge, there is not a VIP badge for Dragon Con, but they clear the room, which means uh, on the one hand, if you wanted to see two panels back to back, you may not get in because you're going to have to leave the room, get to the rear of the line, and then hope that there's a short enough line that you can get into the second panel. <laughs> but it also means that, like with us with Stranger Things at San Diego, if you want to get into the fourth presentation of the day, you're going to get in because they're going to clear the room and people aren't going to camp out in the room all day. If, if, if San Diego would have the clear the room policy, we would have gotten into that room that day. Yeah. Well, Fan Expo Dallas... To the best that I can tell, they do clear rooms. When the panel was over that we went to, it was clear. And I didn't hear an announcement to clear the room, but 
I mean, everybody left. It may just be because no one wanted to see whatever was next. Uh, I read online. I couldn't find it in their FAQ. I did find someone on Reddit say that they cleared the room with the exception of those with accessibility issues and with those with VIP badges. And Fan Expo Dallas talking about line management. Um, this I should have mentioned it then. They do have multiple levels of badges. We, as press, we were considered a general admission badge. So, or when we had to line up to get into a room, we got at the end of the general admission line, but they also had VIP badges that you could access, which gave you a separate line. So when it came time to open up the room, you know, the VIP people went in and when the VIP people were done, then the general admission went in. So this person on Reddit said that VIP do not have to leave the room. I don't know if that's true or not, but it looked like most everybody, there were a few people still sitting down, but they might've just been waiting for the crowd to clear. Did you recall hearing an announcement or anything like that about clearing the room? No. Okay. But anyway. I mean, it would be really easy to stay in there. Just hide in the bathroom. That's true. That, 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 well, the, the main room, the, the theater room is what they call it, had a kind of like Hall H at San Diego, it had its own bathroom. So you didn't have to leave the room for the, to go to the bathroom. I don't think every every room wasn't like that, um, but in terms of being able to hear it, the, it was that was set up well. They had screens; you could see it well. They had a sign language interpreter, so everything was well organized, well covered. So uh, I thought the room management was very, very good. The only exception to that that we heard was probably, and I don't know how to classify this: the audio during the Tom Wilson Christopher Lloyd panel was terrible. Yeah terrible uh lots of feedback from the microphones christopher's mic was not turned up loud he's a soft-spoken guy because tom ended up giving christopher his microphone at one point still didn't work you still couldn't hear him but that's the sound guy's job too it wasn't the type of feedback that you get when a microphone is up too loud and it's feedbacking into the monitors or the speakers it wasn't that it was a type of feedback because it's a poor signal like there's a weak battery or something like that so i lay all of that on the feet of the audio guys other than that i thought the everything was was good okay interaction with staff addy what do you have to say about your interactions with the staff i don't really talk to any of them you didn't at all except for like the people who were like selling things but that's not really staff those no, are just, exhibitors yeah yeah and like the food court people yeah yeah, well, we spoke with um, a couple of folks to, when we picked up our badges. We tried to pick them up oh, Friday yeah. night. We got there too late, and um, but they were still friendly. They were just like, you know, the person who has, who's handling press badges has gone home for the day. They left at 7, and we had been notified about that. I had missed it. It was my fault. We couldn't have got there by 7 anyway. Um, the next day when we picked up our badges, they were friendly then as well. When we didn't know, the first line we got into was Stranger Things line. We didn't know if we got into the VIP or the general admission. So I asked one of the the line attendees. He didn't know, but he pointed me in the right direction of someone. They had color-coded shirts on. So orange were just the general guys. Red shirt guys were the the actual paid staffers as opposed to the volunteers. And he was very friendly. He's just like, no, you're, you're press, but you don't get VIP. You just get general admission. So that was a, it was a good interaction. Yeah. I think all around our interactions with the staff, they were, they were knowledgeable. They were friendly. And if they didn't know, like the orange shirt guy, he got us pointed in the right direction on who we could talk to. So thumbs up to the staff. Yeah. But way better than that security guard at the restaurant next to Friday's. 
<laughs> we, can, we can talk about that when we get to our Saturday or Friday. That was our Friday experience, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about food. You mentioned that a moment ago because that's, that's important. Like what are the food options? Do you have to leave campus to go or do you have to make a reservation somewhere or are, is there ample food there? And I was really happy with the food. They had a yeah. food court. Yeah. I like the Dippin' Dot. Yeah. <laughs> Dippin' Dots were good. They were really good. Yeah. And they had they had probably 10 food stations, would you say? Yeah. The hot dog was disgusting. Yeah. I was disappointed in the hot dog, too. And they weren't 10 different restaurants They were or stations. It was like you had a hot dog option, a pizza option, and a barbecue option. And then you had... Another station of hot dog barbecue. There were also like the fridge with like the sandwiches. They had sandwiches there, yeah. And then they had one that was total junk. So it was like not that those aren't junk, uh, but it was like cotton candy and popcorn, just type of snackies type of stuff. And they had one that was drinks. That's a neat thing they do. I've seen this at other cons too, where you can buy a collectible cup, and it's like I don't know, probably twenty bucks or something like that. But then you get like. $5 $5 or $3 refills for the whole weekend or something like that. So they had those. They had multiple stations of those all around. Were those those mug things? Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. people like carrying them around. Why would you want to drink without a lid? <laughs> I don't know. And then the the convention center has a sky bridge. Oh, yeah. The, the Did mug. I call it right? It was a sky walk. It was a sky walk. Sky walk. She um, corrected me every time I would call it a sky bridge. It literally said Skywalk on a sign. Whatever. Sky Who can't read signs now, Dad? <laughs> Touche. Can't bully me anymore. The nachos that we had were so good. Like, yeah. you could get nachos with, like, toppings and stuff. I didn't get any toppings because, like, it's just chips and, like, queso. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. But it was so good. And, like, they actually gave you, like, a lot of nachos for, like, the price that you... Pay because I ended up getting really full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they had basically two food truck style things on the skywalk. And uh, I had chicken tacos. You had the nachos. nachos. They also had pizza. I was going to get pizza and then I changed my mind. And you were like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was really happy. It was it was not hard to find food and it was the lines were reasonable. I mean, it was kind of long when we got the hot dog that day, but it went by quickly. It, yeah, it really did. Yeah. And it was easy to find seating both times, too. Yeah. So I would say thumbs up on the food. There are also uh, restaurants. That it, again, the Sky Bridge connects you to the Omni Hotel, you know, whatever. And there are restaurants there as well. So. Plenty of food options. Thumbs up for me. Yeah. And there are a lot of like restaurants nearby too. Like, yeah, we stayed like two blocks. Yeah, three, three maybe four. From the um, convention center or um, hotel. And just like within a couple blocks, there were like four restaurants. I mean, one of them closed like two minutes before it was supposed to. But... More like nine minutes before it was supposed to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Nine. Mm. Yeah, so in the evening, or even if you wanted to walk out during lunch and get out of the convention center, there are restaurants nearby. You're right. So you mentioned hotels. The Omni was right there connected to it. I think there were four partner hotels that you could rent through 
the website for the con, which is what we did. We went, we stayed at the La Quinta. It was cheap. It wasn't the cheapest, but it was cheap and it was close. And outside of the day that it was unseasonably cold in the 40s, <laughs> which was unexpected, and that walk was really cold, uh, I was happy with our our hotel location. What about you? Yeah, me too. I mean, I wish it was the the Omni Hotel, but it was it was still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was so cold whenever we walked over to Fridays, and, and technically we weren't walking to Fridays. We were walking to the store next Fridays, but they closed ten minutes early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I would say well organized. If finding a hotel was easy. Parking was uh, easy. Uh, we'll talk about a specific. Well, I guess now would be the time to, if we're going to talk about our parking situation. So when we when we arrived at the hotel, <laughs> Are you uh, gonna tell them? I couldn't find a parking garage. I expected one. I think my map was telling me that one there was one right there at the hotel, and it turned out it was under construction. So I went inside to ask the hotel clerk where we could park, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know, wherever your little heart desires." I'm like, "That's not." helping me and so we ended up paying the valley which was actually the best deal anyway so um but there was plenty of parking around every town. time we we <laughs> walked by a parking garage dad was like oh look there's another uh public parking oh look there's another one there's yeah. another one they were everywhere they seriously the guy did not he said he didn't know i mean obviously he just wanted me to pay the valet there at the hotel but he said he didn't know where any other parking places were. And we walked not that, like we didn't walk around everywhere. It wasn't even a single block. Yeah. It was like, anyway, uh, there, so there was plenty of places to park and uh, it was really easy. So thumbs up for all of that. Well-organized, well-staffed, good selection of, of artists and celebrities and everything. So I, I think that's all the important stuff. And it was, it was good. And but, food. That's right. A lot of you guys are like, okay, but I have kids and what is there, you know, for, for families or for kids? And they had lots of stuff for you guys as well. So let's talk about that. There was a speed dating thing. <laughs> I don't think kids are interested in that, eh. but there was, yeah, there was speed <laughs> dating. Did you participate in that? Yeah. Oh, how'd it go? I'm still single. <laughs> Well, I'm happy about that. Uh, we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't go in it, but they had a thing called the family zone. It was, we walked by it a couple of times. It was, it was a completely separate room from the the main exhibition area or the photo ops. It was completely separated and, and which is nice. If you've got a family and you want to get isolated from all the other hubbub, uh, they had that for you. There was also a, a gaming room and those were doing things like, you could play Magic the Gathering in there or Dungeons and Dragons or other board games. Uh, they had tournaments set up so you could participate in those. So if you're a, a gamer, like a, you know, not a video gamer, definitely uh, stuff there for you. And they had a laser tag room as well. So uh, I've been to some cons, like the one I went to in Emerald City up in Seattle. They had a Lego section all these local lego clubs or whatever had come and set up and it was amazing i loved it as an adult i didn't see anything quite like that here but they had there was plenty of stuff for for families cons are very family friendly so i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about that if you're worried about kids do you have anything else to add to that eddie no okay and then if you don't have kids and you're wondering about after hours stuff they had stuff 
there too. Each night at the Alamo Draft House, which was about a oh, a ten minute walk, it's just a couple of blocks away. The first night they had uh, two thousand one a Space Odyssey stuff going on, and the second night they had, I think back. I think no, that's not the night they had Back to the Future. Let me look it up on the schedule here. I don't want to misquote it. Oh yeah, that's there. Yeah, they did. They had the Enchantment Under the Sea dance happening that night yeah you had to be over 21 to enter so we didn't go to any of that because Addie is not over 21 <laughs> what are they gonna do kick us out again just like they did in san diego yeah rude <sighs> that was 18 but still that was silly so they had they had a few after hours things going on if that was your thing and you still had energy left to go do those things so anything else you want to add about the no. overall con experience no. All right. Let's talk briefly about Friday. We didn't do anything at the con Friday except we went to In-N-Out. try to get our badges. We went to In-N-Out. But we did. I. And that's, yeah. So we have to talk about In-N-Out. Mm, it's so good. Yeah. Can we all just take a moment and think about how good In-N-Out is? Start a GoFundMe so we can build an In-N-Out in Oklahoma. Can we do that? Shh, I'm thinking about In-N-Out. Kickstarter. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the best thing about Texas is in and out. <laughs> the only good thing about Texas. <laughs> so yeah, we stopped in and out in Denton on the way down, and then w- after we went and got our badges, well, tried to, we get back to the hotel, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Addison, do, do you want ice some, cream? Yeah, do you want ice cream? <laughs> to which Addison's answer will always and forever be, yeah. so we googled it up we found an ice cream store just a a couple of blocks away that was supposed to close at nine and it's like 8 40 yeah probably 8 40 so we had to throw our shoes on and get down to the lobby you know take the elevator down and then walk two or three blocks to the ice cream place we get there it's 8 51 they're supposed to close at nine and what happens the the security guards like standing in front of a door. So there was like a double door. Like there was a the door that you walk into and then the actual ice cream shop was like kind of like inside of those and then there was like another door to go in it. So he was standing in front of like the the first set of doors. There were people inside the shop and um he was like, Sorry, we're closed and I'm like you closed in nine minutes. Let us in. <laughs> yeah. I asked him, I'm like, I thought it closed at nine. He's like, we're closed. I'm like, but it's open. There's the door is open and there's people. He's like, we're closed. Yeah. He just, what do you mean you're closed? So, Sorry, less money for you, I guess. So we went, there was a Friday's right next door and we ended up going there and get dessert. Yeah. Which was, it was good. I'm not complaining. It was my first time going to Fridays. It was really good. Yeah, I haven't been to Fridays in probably 15, 10, 15 years. But cool. It was fun. We went and got dessert at Fridays and then went back to the hotel. And that was our Friday. What did we do Saturday? How did we start our day on Saturday? Waking up early, early. <laughs> okay. You're going to need to define that because the listeners might be thinking early, early is one thing. And to you, early, early is... What time was it? It was like... 1030? 10, 10.30? 10.30, yeah. <laughs> I like my sleep, okay? Okay. I'm just saying, 10.30 is not early, early. Yes, it is. It's not even early. You get up at like 6 a.m. to go to school every day. Okay, that's really, 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 really early. That's early, early. 
Anyway, we got up and, you know, thinking about what is there to do, and again, uh, under the umbrella of what is, is this a con you should travel to? You know, we stayed at the La Quinta and basically two blocks from that is the Texas School Book Depository and the Sixth Floor Museum, which is the, the JFK Museum. So we went. I'm a big JFK assassination. I hate to, I hate to use the word buff because I, I know there are people who are 10 times more knowledgeable than me, but it's something that I've always been interested in. I've read lots of books in and I've done research. I did a research paper in high school about it. So, and, and I've been to Dallas dozens of times and this is my first time to go to the museum and of course Addie your first time as well you had to drag me into it so yeah that was her attitude going in she didn't want to go I was dragging her there what was your attitude coming out it was so cold it, it was cold that it day. would have been better if we went like the day after or the day before but no well we couldn't go those days because we had well yeah but on still the, on the schedule but what was your thoughts of the actual museum it was interesting it was like an audio book, or it wasn't really a book. It was just like you would walk around and it would like tell you where to go next. And then you would just like push the play button and then it would like tell you stuff. And yeah, you didn't have to read anything. It was pretty good. You could read. There were placards. And well, all yeah, you didn't have to, though. Yeah. So you ended up liking it better than you thought you would. Yeah. And I had the opposite uh, because it's something that I've read and researched so much about. I was hoping they would go into more of some of the different conspiracy theories. And, and I don't know why it's not a conspiracy theory museum. It's a, it's more of a, just a overview of the events of that day. What led JFK to that city on that day and why the people might want to kill him. Like what were his, you know, his opposers, what, why did they oppose him and stuff like that? So, and it was very good. And on that perspective, I just wanted a little bit more deeper detail on some of those other things, but I'm glad I went. It's, and if you're a JFK, you know, if you like the JFK thing at all, or you like history, it's definitely something you should put on your list. But I probably had my expectations a little bit too high. Yeah. But it was really, really good. Okay. Then we went back to the hotel. What do we do next? I don't remember. We got dressed into? Oh, yeah, our cosplay. Mm -hmm. So tell the folks what your cosplay was and all the stuff you had as part of your cosplay. I was season 111 um, in like the pink dress, the blonde wig, the um, jacket, and the knee socks and Converse. And two other things. Three other things. Oh, the I said the blonde The watch. You have the watch, yeah. Oh, the blood mm-hmm. and uh, a love and tattoo. Yeah. So you were spot on. I mean, the only thing I think anyone could poke holes at you were, well, the wig was slightly off. It was a cheapo, cheapo wig that, that we got from your cousins. Yeah. Um, but you didn't have the high top cons because I wasn't willing to buy them when you already had low top white cons. I know. Yeah. You should have got me the, the high top stat. <laughs> and your blue jacket had a red lining where I think the one she was wearing had a blue lining. But that was you looked really spot on. It was really, really good. Yeah. You looked awesome. We posted a picture to our Facebook page, which is? www.facebook.com slash groups has stranger things she is in. That's right. And it was you in the hallway as we were waiting on the elevator at the hotel to arrive. And it was it's it's pretty good. You looked awesome, Addie. Well done. I won the elevator contest. 
<laughs> elevator contest is what we do anytime we travel as a family, even if there's just two of us and there's multiple elevators, we'll all pick an elevator, which one we think is going to arrive. And we'll keep score throughout the, endur- the duration of our time there to who picked the elevator correctly the most times. And we forgot to do it at first. So you beat me, I think, four to one. It wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you took back the one because you realized you were wrong. Anyway, uh, I was Dustin from season one where he had the uh, Castroville uh, Artichoke Festival t-shirt. Uh, he had brown corduroy pants. I just went with brown pants. Corduroy is so ugly. And he had white shoes. I just wore my, my blue cons because I didn't care about shoes. And of course, the hat. I spent a lot of time trying to find the most authentic looking Dustin hat I could find. And I got it. It was spot on. And I got that. Uh, and the gray shirt. He had a long sleeve shirt under his T-shirt. So I had that too. I did not have a backpack or a jacket, but he didn't have those at all times when he wore that outfit. Those were optional items, in my opinion. And I didn't want to spend any more money on the outfit than necessary. I don't think a single person recognized me as being in cosplay. Yeah. They recognized the hat, of course, but... Aside from that, I don't think a single person realized I was in full cosplay. Yeah, everyone was like, wow, nice costume. I'm like, thanks. And they would just look at my dad. Yeah. Which I was a little bit disappointed. Like, even when we're in line for the photo op and for the panel, like, no one realized I was in cosplay. I met a friend. She was in the line next to us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so, like, what's your favorite character? And she was like, oh, that's a really hard question. And she picked um, Dustin. I was like, me too. Yeah. And you are eternally bonded as Dustin yeah. I don't lovers. Even, I don't even know her name. <sighs> so sad. Yeah. So then on Saturday, we so we did the cosplay. We walked over, very, very cold, over to the con. And we were going to get lunch. And you were like, no, um, let's go ahead. And no, I'm thinking of Saturday, or Sunday, rather. Uh, we did get lunch. That's the day we got the hot dogs that weren't very Ugh. good. And uh, which were right there by the... Uh, Dippin' Dots. No, where they do the photo ops. And Dippin' Dots. So we got in line for the photo ops. Well, we kind of waited and then they called our line. The line went really, really well. But I would love for you to kind of talk through your experience of the photo op. You can talk. You can start as early in the event as you want or you can just get, skip right to the photo. It's your story to tell. Uh, whenever we were in line, we were still pretty far back. I would get like random bursts of excitement. I would just like start jumping and I was so excited. And so then we were like right up in the booth and we turned a little bit and I saw them. I just started crying and I was like, no, I need to stop. They're going to think I'm weird. And (laughs) I'm pretty sure I saw Sadie look at me crying and I was just like wiping all the tears off my face. And then, so I eventually stopped crying and whenever we got in the room, we took the picture. The uh, Gaten was like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "I'm good. How are you?" And he's like, "Good." And so then I was I was standing in between um, Sadie and Gaten. And wait, did you post the picture on Facebook? I, I did it on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, so if you guys seen the picture, I'm like hugging Dustin. And it looks like we're pretty close friends. I'm kind of just like leaning on him, and um. And then Sadie's just there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, was, I felt like really awkward next to Sadie. I don't know why, because I like her. She's pretty and I like her, but like, I, I don't know. I felt really awkward and I was like kind of hugging her and 
yeah, it was. She was kind of standing there. It was. It was. Um. It, it was nice. I mean, she was still like talking to me and stuff. She was just like, "Hi, how are you?" And I'm like, "I'm good." <laughs> um. So then we walk out um the other side of the booth thing, and I start crying again. <laughs> yeah. Which I got a picture of that. That one's also on Facebook. I don't know if I put that one on Twitter or not. You're rude. But that one of like Addison, you know, she's clearly like really excited and got tears in her eyes. That one was like right after we got out of the booth. Yeah. We haven't even picked up our our print yet. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was a whirlwind. I thought we'd have 10 to 30 seconds with the kids just as the process of getting lined up and stuff like that, I thought they would say, hi, how you doing? I'm, you know, what's your name? It, it, no, it was not a meet and greet in any sense of the word. Not that I expected it to be a meet and greet, but I thought there would be a exchange of names. And, and it was not, I mean, and, and that's not a knock on the kids. It's, I mean, it's, it's a cattle call. Boom, 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 boom. We got like 10, it was like 10 seconds. And, from the time they said, and they're, they're coaching. So someone's working the line saying, okay, when you see the flash, you move and get into position. And so as soon as it flashes, they're whisking away. Whoever just got their picture taken, they line us up. I thought it would be nice if it was Gaten and you, cause you had told me going in, you wanted to get next to Gaten. And so the kids were, you know, closest to us was Gaten in the middle was Sadie and on the far end was Caleb. And so, you know, you got in between Caleb and Sadie. I thought I would get in between Sadie and Caleb, and that way. You mean Gaten? Hmm. You you said Caleb and Sadie. I mean, yeah, you said Caleb and Sadie. I thought I would get in between Caleb and no, Sadie. No, you, you said that for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. And, and you know, because it would be every other person. You know, it would be celebrity you, celebrity me, celebrity. As if we're not celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Caleb was not letting people in between he and. And Sadie, Sadie, as far as I could tell, like the two or three groups that we could see before we got in there, nobody was getting in between he and Sadie. And I don't know. No if it one was, can break up Lumax. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was a protection thing because people can be creepy. Yeah. Um, but you know, the people were still getting between her and Gaten. So or if it was unconscious, it, it, I don't know. It was I didn't I didn't I wasn't offended in it by any way. But anyway, I so I was on the end next to Caleb. I tried to take a step, you know, initially, this is all happening in just a split second. I try to take a step that would give him the signal I wanted to get in between he and Sadie. And he took a step at the same time that blocked me from doing that. And it might've just been, you know, coincidental or whatever, but that's how or I ended Caleb up on the end. You. He might, I, maybe he was like, this guy's old. He's a creeper. He's going, you know, he's not, creeper. Getting, he's not getting near Sadie. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like one, two, three flash. Thank you. And then, you know, so when we walk up, I say, hi guys. And that was it. You know, I didn't say anything to any of them specifically. And then when it was over, you know, Caleb looks at me, he's like, thank you. And I said, yeah, thank you. And that was it. But they were very nice, you know, as, as nice yeah. as you could be in that specific situation. But we ran into a couple of people that had gotten like autographs you know the we ran into two or three people that had gaten's autograph on their hat they had the dustin hat or yeah. had some other things there was a couple that came to us and they said they had gone i think and met gaten earlier in the day and everyone just talked about how nice the kids were yeah they, they were so nice like gaten uh, whenever they were at the panel they said gaten was like really mean and stuff and i'm like no way he's so nice yeah, so that was a, that was definitely a positive experience. If we had to do it again, 
I mean, you're glad you did it for sure. I mean, I paid for it. So of course you don't care. It <laughs> yeah. was about $160 for the three of them. You, you, it was cheaper to get them one if you just wanted one or the other. If you wanted all three of them, it was the cheapest to get them all in the, the team up is what they called it. And after tax, we paid about $160 for that. So for both of us combined? Yeah. Well, w our party size didn't matter. I think we could have had up to four people in our party. The price was determined on how many. I think it was $80 each or $60 each, or it was 150 for all three. And uh, I think it was $60 each or 150 for all three. And then the tax was, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be taxed, but there was. So, you know, I've done autograph lines before. Like I've gotten John Noble's autograph. I've gotten uh, Michael Service's autograph. I've gotten Jessica Nicole's autograph. And in each of those, you get a few moments with the person because they're going to ask you your name. They're going to shake your hand. Uh, they're going to ask you if you want it personalized. You'll have a chance to tell them one or two sentences about, you know, oh, I, you know, my favorite episode is such and such or, you know, anything you want to tell them, right? So you get a little bit more personal moment with them when you get their autograph. So next time, I think that's what we'll do. But autographs are, as far as I've ever seen, one-on-one. -on -one. You're going you're gonna to wait in an individual line and talk to an individual person, uh, unless they've got an autograph session where you're going down a line. Uh, but, but that's not as common in my experience. So if you're thinking out there, you know, which should you do? And if you have to choose between the two, an autograph or a photo op, it kind of depends on what you want. Do you, if you want a picture with you with them, you're going to have to do the photo op. They do not allow, most cons do not allow you to take a picture at an autograph, even with your iPhone. No pictures allowed during autograph sessions. But if you, if you want to actually get a few more moments than 10 seconds with the celebrity, then an autograph line is probably your best bet. But even then, it's going to be quick. You're, you're not going to get five minutes. You're going to get, if you're lucky, one, but probably 30 seconds or something like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's my experience. And it'll also depend on how long the line is. Like I met Seth Gable at Dragon Con a few years ago because there was no one in his line and I didn't even buy anything. I felt kind of bad for not buying anything, but Fringe had just wrapped. That was the year Fringe had had wrapped and I just wanted to kind of express my gratitude for all the work he had done and he seemed okay with me not buying anything, although I felt kind of bad. So it just varies. All right. Um, Sunday. What are your thoughts on Sunday? Sunday, we, and that was all we did on a Saturday, by the way. After we did the photo op, you, the wig was driving you crazy. So yeah. we, at first we were like, let's just go back to the hotel and change. And then we got out in the cold again. It was so cold. We were like, we looked at the schedule of what was still, by the time we got through the photo op and back to the hotel, there was like one thing on our schedule that we were like, we had marked as we were interested in, but we were like, is it worth getting out in the cold again? Yeah. No. In fact, I don't want to get out to eat when we ordered in uh, pizza. It was pizza. so yeah. good. Yeah. So we never left the hotel room again. That was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> so Sunday, uh, we slept in again. And no, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We slept in a later. We slept until like 11. It was until no, 10.30. You're right, because we the, had to the like The first day out. was like nine something, and then the second day was 10.30. Yeah, I think you're right about that, because we had to get packed. We checked our bags at the hotel, and we didn't do cosplay. We just, but then we went and um, 
went over to the con. I was going to do lunch and you were like, let's check out the line for Stranger Things. And you made the right call because the yeah. line was already, you know, I mean, we couldn't even see the front of the line because it was going around a corner. But still, it was, uh, we got in line about, what time do we get in line, Addie? I don't know. 11.30? I don't know. I think it was around 11.30. And the event started at 12.30. The panel started at 12.30. So well, I was glad we did. We ended up getting really good seats. Yeah. They were got, pretty good. Yeah. They were like third row. Yeah. On the right side. Second from the center aisle. Oh, there was three sections of seats. There were two aisles. And the kids were shifted to the looking at the stage on the left-hand side of the stage. We were on the right-hand side of the stage, right on the aisle, basically one chair between you and the aisle. So it was yeah. a pretty good seat, right by a speaker, so I could record the audio that you guys heard in the previous episode, and right in front of one of the main screens, so we could get some close-up shots, although on a screen, if because I forgot our camera. I completely forgot our good camera. I know. I know. So my apologies for not having any good photos of the cast to... Uh, to share because I was negligent. Forgot the camera. Yeah, good job. What'd you think of the panel? We, we last time we didn't really provide any commentary. We just, you know, the previous episode was just the audio from the panel without our anything from us. So there's your chance. What'd you think? I loved it. I thought it was really funny. The kids are great. <laughs> yeah. Any moments stick out? <laughs> when Gaten left the stage, they <laughs> they they asked him if um. Or they asked the kids if they wanted to do a musical. A um, musical episode of yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah, musical, yeah. Yeah, musical things. And Gaten's just like, no, and walks off the stage. <laughs> it was so funny. How dare you even ask that question? I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a legit question to ask because a lot of shows do musicals. Fringe that had a musical episode. Really? And a lot of the cast, including the three that were on stage. Have, they were on Broadway. Yeah, they've got musical backgrounds. So it's a legit question. But he was like, that would not work for our show. <laughs> have you seen Stranger Things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the moments stuck out besides the ending. We'll talk about <laughs> that in a moment. Let's not get there yet. I was about to say that. Yeah, it was neat. They talked to him about, about, they had a lot of fan questions. The moderator was fantastic. He, he only asked maybe three questions and then he handed it over to fan questions. And the whole panel was, well, you you heard the audio. It was around 40, 45 minutes, if I remember right. And yeah, I just I loved where she was talking about you know how cold it was and how hard it was to film that particular night just because of how how cold it was. Yeah, when they were on top of the bus. Yeah, and um the they used dandelion seeds and the upside down. That's what those things are I flying. Was, I thought the whole thing was CG. I didn't yeah. realize they were also using dandelion seeds. So that was really in, you know eye opening. Yeah, and I guess Finn's allergic to them or something, and one got caught in the shirt and. They were like, uh, Finn, you have a rash on your back. Uh, you need to fix that. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts or any other moments in the panel that uh, stuck out or you want to mention? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so the ending. Oh, where do we start? No, it was so, so bad. Just to be clear, if you listened to the panel episode, there's the second to last question 
they talk about a guy dancing in the background or dancing behind the person that was asking the question. And as we're looking at it on the screen, because they have a camera on the on the line, so you can see who's asking the question. And that means we can see that person who's dancing. And this guy was a distraction. They they thought they were together, like it was her, her dad or her brother, you know, someone related to. No, it ends up being stranger danger guy. So just if you listen to that panel and you, you heard him t- talking about the guy behind them that's dancing and they eventually asked him to stop dancing because he's you, he's taking it too far. He's distracting now. And yeah. so he stopped dancing. Yeah, that dancing guy was also a stranger danger guy. We had no idea when he was dancing just what was to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was really annoying. I'm pretty sure like whenever the panel was over and we were all like leaving the people who were sitting behind us uh they were like oh he's so annoying i'm like he's so annoying you could feel the awkwardness in the room i felt bad for everyone on stage the moderator did a pretty good job yeah uh but the kids are like you want to be polite you could tell they wanted to be polite but it was just they were just like stop it's stop. awkward yes yeah yeah the the moderator guy he he's like Okay, you guys can be called that for the next two minutes while we're here on stage. (laughs) (laughs) So terrible. We saw him afterwards as he was leaving, and I just didn't make eye contact with him. (laughs) I was like, no. Because he was walking to the right of the room. We were walking to the left. So anyway, we just... I I didn't see him. Yeah, I was like, no eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it uh, It was... It's a shame. It was a really weird awkward way to end the whole panel i wish they had one more question after so it wouldn't end on an awkward note yeah yeah i did too but it was fun there was a little third grader yeah she was so nervous and her mom ended up asking the question that was the one about what's what book the book yeah yeah Yeah. and that got him off on harry potter which was a whole fun thing then they they said (laughs) millie was slithering yeah and i started dying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Lucas said boxcar children. You can, if you listen to the audio, you can hear someone go boxcar children or yeah, or something like that. That was me. I, boxcar children was my jam. I remember in third grade just being so excited to go to the school library and seeing if there was a boxcar children book there that I hadn't read yet. And I tried to get you and your brother into the boxcar children when you were about that age. And neither one of you, I think, I think maybe both of you read one of them. I know one of you guys ended up reading a boxcar children book and you were just like, eh, eh. it broke my heart. I loved it. And so when Caleb said that, I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> Loves Caleb more than your own children. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to adopt him. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? He looks exactly like you. We're both good looking. What can we say? Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah, loved, loved the panel. After the panel was over, we went, that's when we went and got lunch. I got the chicken tacos. You got the nachos. The nachos were so good. And then we went to the, okay, we went to the Back to the Future panel with Tom Wilson, a.k.a. Biff Tannen, and Christopher Lloyd, a.k.a. Doc Brown. I I had to do some Back to the Future while I was there. They had a big Back to the Future weekend, a lot of events with Back to the Future. This was the only one we got a chance to go to because we had conflicts with other things we were doing or like I said, the one night, uh, which I think those we had missed them already. It doesn't matter. We finally were able to go to one. You were not really excited about this no. panel. You didn't want to go. But, yeah. you, but you were like, uh, it's not like you were like, you were cool, but I could tell that you had really no interest in going to this panel. Yeah. You were only going because you wanted I, to go. I wanted to go, which 
which I appreciate your attitude about it. I mean, you, you didn't give me grief at all. I was just playing on the Switch the entire time. Yeah, I think that was your plan. I'll just play Mario Kart the whole time. Yeah. But you, you didn't. You turned the Switch off. I think you really enjoyed the panel. It was so funny. <laughs> like... Tom was really funny and he was like at one point he like whenever he gave his microphone to Christopher uh, he was like I don't need this volume stick <laughs> yeah yeah he talked about how he, he was a classically trained actor he was also a method actor and so yeah at that point because we were having trouble hearing Chris and the one kept the microphone kept like I said I think it had low batteries it kept feeding back and so they gave the one microphone to Chris they called him Chris Christopher and he was like, yeah, he goes to the front of the stage and in his most classically trained theater voice, he says, I don't need your volume stick. Yeah. And then, of course, so the crowd funny. just died. There was another thing he did with the crowd that was <laughs> <laughs> really fun and kind of so, awkward. But so, more funny so like than this family, they got up and to like leave or something. It was the whole family. There were like three of them. And he yells at them yeah, and just to set the stage a little bit it was during fan Q&A which I thought that moderator went on a little bit too long before he fin turned over to fan Q&A but it's during fan Q&A the fan has already asked a question to Christopher Christopher is answering the question and then suddenly Tom leaps from his chair and calls these people out for trying to leave in the middle of a panel it was so funny it was just like sit back down and then there was like a little girl or something and he was like unless you're you want to go to the bathroom or something yeah it was hilarious he got off the stage walked down the aisle which was kind of cool yeah they got to meet tom <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to know what their story was hey guys i got to meet the dude from back to the future yeah he thought he was a jerk on the movie let me tell you my story <laughs> But you can tell Tom, I, honestly, I, I didn't even know Tom's last name. And I'm, I sh I'm kind of embarrassed to say that. I was I like, I still he's, don't know he's the guy that played Biff. I was, I was interested in seeing Christopher Lloyd because Christopher Lloyd, not only is he legendary as Doc Brown, but he guest starred in, in a really wonderful episode of Fringe. And I didn't expect anybody to ask him about his time on Fringe. I was not going to go ask him about it, but... You know, I wanted to see Christopher Lloyd. I could have cared less about Tom Wilson. And I left that panel going, my goodness, Tom Wilson is fantastic. I am so yeah. glad I went to this panel because of Tom Wilson. Yeah, it was so funny. And then there was the Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah, a guy asks a question of, of, I don't remember what it was. Oh, he, he was like, I have a question. It's not for, or it's for Christopher. And, and then Tom was like, wow, I see how it is. And, and then, um, Tom was like, he was like making fun of him. He was like, wow, that, that guy on, um, that guy who plays Biff on Back to the Future was really weird. Honey, have you seen my Dalmatian suit? Yeah. The guy in the audience, it wasn't even the guy that asked the question. The guy in the audience said that he was weird. Called Tom oh, weird. Oh yeah. 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 That's what it was. Mm -hmm. He yeah. was, I was like, you're weird. And Tom was, he was completely hamming it up. He was making fun of the audio people and calling them monkeys, which probably didn't help his situation any. And then he, yeah, he calls, he calls Tom weird. To, and Tom wasn't going to go for that. <laughs> He's like, you're the guy, you're the one dressed up as a Dalmatian and that you're calling me weird, which was funny. Yeah. He was great. 
<laughs> yeah. It was really insightful too. He talked about the they talked a lot about the filming and and what happened when Eric Stoltz was fired and why he was fired and like Tom gave this story of because Tom had been a method actor, but for this role he decided it was not best to be a method actor, which was really hard for him. But Eric was a method actor, so you had to call him Marty on the set. You couldn't call him Eric, and he stayed in character the whole time. And he did everything through the lens of what would Marty do in this situation. And so in the scene in the diner, when Eric, when Marty and Biff get into it and Marty pushes Biff, Marty, Eric was pushing his collarbones and it was really hurting because you're doing these takes over and over and over again. And uh, as, as Tom is telling the story, he's like, Marty, you know, cause he had to call him Marty, Marty, if you could push me, you know, on my chest where I've got some flesh there to absorb those blows, you're really hurting my collarbones. If you know, and this is causing me a lot of pain, you know, Marty, would you please do this? And Marty just refused because in his mind, that's where Marty would push him to get the most damage, to make the most impact. And so over and over and over again, regardless of what Tom said, Marty, AKA Eric kept pushing him and he had these huge bruises on both of his collarbones after shooting that scene. And he's thinking, you know what? After a while, he was like, you know what? There's a scene later in the script at the school where I get to give it to Marty and I am going to go method on this guy and I am going to give it to him. But unfortunately, by the time they got to that scene, he was fired. (laughs) Eric had been fired and he went easy on Michael J. Fox. So that was one of the funny stories he told. I loved also, Eddie, I'd like to know what your thoughts were when he was telling the story of how he kept it all together when in Back to the Future 2, he's old Biff, he's young Biff, he's current Biff, and he's playing three or four versions of Biff, each a little bit different. So he said he took that script. Finally, the way he was able to keep it all together was he took the script and each Biff had their own highlighter color. Yeah, that was a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of peeking behind the scenes of of how they approached their characters and stuff was it was a fun panel. I'm so glad we went to that one. Me too. It was, it was funny. Yeah, and that was the last thing we did. After that, we we went, left and then yeah. we went to In and Out and went home. Yeah, we drove on home. So would you go to Fan Expo Dallas again? Yeah, it was really fun, and I liked Dippin' Dots. Yeah, we got Dippin' Dots on Sunday as well. Yeah, I would absolutely go again. If you had to rank this uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, how much you enjoyed it, 10 being thoroughly enjoyed it, 1 being, uh, how would you rank it? 11. <laughs> nice. I'll give it a 9. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll give it a 9. I, I just said 11 for the meme. Yeah. Um, the meme? No. The no. meme? The meme. <laughs> All right. Well, she's just shaking your head. So no, I'm not shaking my head. I'm going like this. Oh, thank you for explaining that. They can see that so well. Yeah. Can't you guys see it? Come on. All right. So that's uh, that's my thoughts on the Fan Expo Dallas. I want to thank them for putting this event on, for allowing us to go there as press. We had a great time, and hopefully, we'll be. Uh, going back again. Annie, do you have any other closing thoughts you want to say about the event? No. No. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap us up for uh, this episode. Let's give our contact information. So our Instagram is Stranger Things GSM. Our Twitter is Upside Down GSM. And our Facebook 
is www.facebook.com slash groups of stranger things Jason. Indeed. And I just remembered this may, I don't know if this got recorded or not, but just to be clear on that panel, they told the audience no questions about season three. So if you're wondering why you didn't hear any questions about season three, the audience was specifically told not to ask any questions. That may have been on the recording. You may have heard that, but just in case, that's why. Okay, and uh, back to uh, contact. We would love to hear your anytime you want to call in, share a favorite thought. Maybe you're rewatching and you notice something new or anything at all. Uh, call it in. Let us know. You can call us at 304-837-2278. Or you can hit us up at goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. All right. Well, Addie, this has been fun as always. Thanks for coming into the studio and recording another episode with me. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us as well, for hitting that play button and making it this far. We hope that you'll tune in for the next episode. And until next time. Stay strange. Stay strange.